Hey there, Scuttlebuds. How you doing? Are you psyched for the holiday season about to descend upon us? Are you going to roast your turkey or are you going to fry it in your driveway? Maybe you're going somewhere. Well, anyway, on today's show, we're talking about dads. I'm a dad. Maybe you're a dad. Somewhere out there, you have a dad. That is a biological fact. Dads come in all forms. That is also a fact. There's fun dads, angry dads, serious dads, and the buffoon dad. That last one is a television trope, and we're going to talk about it. Why are there so many foolish dads on sitcoms and comedies? Because they're funny, that's why. And that's okay, because dads aren't overly sensitive. Dads can take a joke. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by APC Pest Control. Protect your home today with the experts in pest control. And by Royal Pizza, the best pizza and lowest prices in town. Small Town Scuttlebot. Our scuttlebuds are feeling right now. I'm sure you guys at home are a little stressed. Maybe you're listening to this as you're going over grocery lists or or cleaning out the guest room for grandma or your, your in-laws, right? That's It's that time of year. It is. And even though it comes the same time every year, mm-hmm. we still get stressed about it because it's meal prep. It's who are we spending the holiday with, your family or my family? And Mike, this is your first holiday season as a married man. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you guys divide and conquer the holidays with the families? Have you had that conversation? Well, it's funny you should ask. I have never been west of Illinois. In your life? In my life. Really? I've never been Holy further cow. west than really? Illinois. Yeah, there's nothing for me beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> However. 50% of our country you're just not interested in. <laughs> the west coast is yeah. pretty beautiful. Mm. That's what they say, but... <laughs> <laughs> everybody so everybody that I knew in college that then moved to California mm-hmm. like moved there to become a different person to like reinvent themselves I'm going to go to California and I'm going to be this version of myself yeah. it's the same person that went to college and said you know my nickname in high school shut up nobody called you that it, it's uh, <laughs> it's Steve Miller trying to pass himself off as the space cowboy N- nobody called you that nobody called you Maurice you're the guy that pissed his pants in sixth grade and everybody remembered that. <laughs> and now you're trying to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. He, he invented the word pompatus. Yes. It's not a word. You know that? Pompatus of but love. He, but he's oh. the pompatus of love because he said so. Yeah. Um, not a word. But so California, I've heard lovely things, but it doesn't really interest me, interest me because I know so many people that moved there and then became, they tried to reinvent themselves. And that just, I don't, it doesn't interest me at all. Anyway, I'll be in California for Thanksgiving this year. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Uh, where is this going? Where? Land the plane, so what? Mike. California's a big state. <clears throat> what part? Um, near Studio City, but I don't remember the okay, exact Southern, town. Mm-hmm. I don't Southern, remember the exact town okay. we'll be in. But. Los Angeles? Does that ring a well, bell? Well, yeah. Okay. But I'm saying, like, you know, exactly where within, I don't know. Yeah, I got you. But. So w- how do both your respective families feel about you guys spending your first Thanksgiving as a married couple away from home? Bold move. I love it. Yeah. N- major flex, man. Nobody, mm-hmm. no, I don't think anybody's said anything of it. 
And like to Allie's, your face, anyway. I be, no, right. I, be, I believe <laughs> Allie's parents. I think are going. Um, I don't remember where they're going, but Allie said her parents are like going to a restaurant, or they're go, they're going somewhere for Thanksgiving as well. Um, and then my family, Thanksgiving has never been a huge holiday in my house. Um, What's a, what, what do you got against Thanksgiving? Eh, it's not that we have anything against it besides the parade and the, <laughs> wait, wait, and the, Detroit, wait, wait. And the Detroit Lions, which Hard that's stop. never a good football game. Um, you, you, you are, are you crapping on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yeah, I don't like parades. Oh, my God. That is the best parade in the world. <laughs> I watch it. I turn it on. It's it's. I'm the only one that pays attention to it. Really? I used to go to it when I was a kid. Yeah, there you go. Oh, You're the only one that. that pays attention to it. Rick is so giddy as he watches, oh, let's see what Snoopy's doing this year. No, it's, it's Tell me more, Al Roker. Tell me about how many people are holding Snoopy down this year. And what the process was to create this Snoopy to bring him to life to I, walk him down. I remember one one year sitting uh, on on this, the curb of the street, and Emmanuel Lewis went Webster in his heyday was sitting in a turtle and waved, <laughs> and I think I got his attention, and I was like, I could die now. My mom, if you ask my mom, she will say. Like Patrick Swayze was on a horse and he tipped his hat in our general area. And my mom was, she, to this day, her, that her, been her, cool. her story doesn't waver. We were making eye contact when he did that. I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> so, so my mom had a, a moment with Patrick Swayze and I had a moment with Webster and it was all thanks to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which Lovely is a great childhood thing. memories. Yeah. And I just love Thanksgiving because it's Christmas's pep rally and Christmas is my ultimate favorite holiday. But, yeah, I don't know. I figure uh, when it comes to um, holiday planning, I like to host more than go somewhere because at the end of the – and I cook too, which means I don't have to clean. So I'm – you have people over and you're occupied. Can't hang out. Sorry. Oh, that conversation sounds really exciting and entertaining. Wish I I could be part of it. But I'll be here (laughs) working on the green beans, right? So you got that out. And then you eat. And then you just sit back and do whatever you want. And then you sleep in your own bed and you don't have to drive anywhere. It's really great. So my favorite revelation in that story, you like hosting holidays so that you don't need to spend any time with anybody. And that's delightful. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. I think it's, it's just... Well, the- that's funny because that's exactly how you explained it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And yeah, we got that. Now I get mixed emotions about it. Mm. Whether you enjoy it or not. Yeah, like, uh, I don't it's know. It's fine. Like, yeah. I, it's just a forced family get-together. Forced, exactly. Forced. That's why I don't like you it. Know what it's I mean? so like it's, forced. It's forced. For what? And you just sit around all day waiting yeah. to eat. Well, enough of the Thanksgiving chatter. Mm. Let's just do that, Ushanka. <laughs> Okay, what do you got there? First up, random compliments. Ooh, nice. I don't think this is something that men do to one another, but... You have a really nice neck, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I was coming out of Starbucks the other day Mm -hmm. and walking back to my car, and another woman was walking in, and she said to me, and I didn't know her, she's a total stranger, she said to me, you are fall cute head to toe. I love your outfit. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I was like 
just really gushing in my thank yous. Yes, Mike. I love that you were thrilled with this compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Because fall cute head to toe. Mm -hmm. Okay, were you wearing like the floppy hipster hat or the very large flat brim hipster hat? For fuck's sake, Mike, I think you know me well enough by now to were, know that I was absolutely not wearing that. You were, had you just gotten a pumpkin spice latte? I'm not a basic bitch. I don't drink pumpkin spice were lattes. Were you wearing a um, an infinity scarf? No. Were you wearing a fall-colored sweater? No. You were not fall cute head to toe, Liz. <laughs> I just love that the picture that that lady painted with those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were yeah, you? What, you yeah, I was out, just gonna say. What were you wearing? You made me out to be a basic bitch. Okay. Um, no, she made you out to be that. <laughs> Don't paint this on me. I didn't say it. <laughs> I was actually I was wearing a white tank top and reeks of fall already. <laughs> <laughs> blue blue scrop blue cropped skinny jeans and brown suede ankle boots. I did look cute. Fall cute, head to toe. <laughs> Fall cute. That's so It was a funny. warm day. It was a no, warm I was day. Say, yeah. top. Yes. So, and then I get, in, I get in the car and my daughter's like, oh, you are so were cringy. They, <laughs> they were like your uh, brown suede, like, uh, boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. <laughs> Those are fall cute. I'll give you that. Um, so I just, I, I have to say, I probably rode the high of that compliment for a solid 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do try to like give random compliments to people. Like if I say like, oh, I really like that bag or love that, love your boots or whatever. Cause I have to, to tell you. To, to strangers? Yes. And it just reminded me like to pay it forward, right? Everybody likes to get a compliment. It makes you feel good. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. Everybody's yeah. looking for validation of some sort. Completely. I am overly critical and angry about everything. <laughs> so when I see that little glimmer of hope, mm-hmm. I shine a light on yep. it. Yes. Because there's not a, I don't see enough of it in my day-to-day life. So when I catch something, I'm like, oh, oh wow, nice shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, people are always quick to point out negative things or complain about things. So I think that, you know, taking a second to compliment someone or make them feel good or sp- spread positivity, you know, we should take those chances more often. You know, a lot of people give me shit for the Mets hat that I oftentimes wear. Oh, it looks like you're rooting for the wrong. Like, oh. it makes me not want. I mean, I. I stopped wearing Red Sox hats. Like, if you go to the Caribbean in February vacation, right? Everyone from Boston's down mm-hmm. here. So don't act surprised when you see someone wearing a, Met, I mean, a Red Sox hat. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> I walk down, you know, it's an early morning walk with my wife before we had kids. I'm wearing a Red Sox hat. Hey, Boston! Oh, God. And I'm looking it's over obnoxious. this fat dude on a thing, just pointing to his head, like, I see it. I see it. It's on your head. <laughs> The, the, the Red Sox hat, huh? You and me, buddy, Boston. Right. So annoying. We're not bros. Yeah. Shut up. And I just, uh, I ignore them. I, I pretend I do not hear them. And they keep going, Boston! Those are the people that give Boston a bad name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's, All right, what else yes. Here? Next. Mom clicks. Mom clicks. I am, I'm in so many mom clicks right now. <laughs> I believe it. Me, me and the moms. So, what do you want to say about mom clicks? Well, I mean, I, I I have noticed over the years that you will often get like jets and sharks, two mom clicks happening near the doors of a school mm-hmm. around pickup time. Ooh, 
and you'll get small little comments happening. Every Each click is talking very quietly, so the other mm-hmm. click can't hear. Why are you bad-mouthing when you're... St- like, you're presumably trying to teach your kids not to, you know, gossip and spread rumors about other kids. Yep. But then you get in the line with your mom click, and all bets are off because you, you can't wait to spill the tea on the woman from the other mom click that's over there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll play off of this. I was at Starbucks the other day talking to one of my buddies that's the barista there, and there was like eight ladies just kind of not moving on from the ordering process, so the lines kind of held up. And I said, oh, a bunch of chatty Cathy's there, huh? And after they had moved on, and the guy's like, yeah, it's pretty fun listening to what they got to talk about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet. I, I bet you got some dirt. He's like, the best part is when one of them leaves and they all start talking about that person. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I said, no way. He's like, oh, my God, you, you have no idea. That is awful. What is wrong I, with you women? I would. Uh, what is yeah. wrong? Like, I think that's, that, uh, you know, I'm critical sometimes of the other gender. It, it's only because I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Me, me and my buddies, like, I walk away confidently knowing they're not talking shit about me. Right. And when, when, my, when one of my buddies leaves, ooh, we don't give a shit. There's too much. Ah, life is too short. We, there's too much else to talk about. That's very juvenile it behavior. It is. Oh, my goodness. And I, at this point in my life, I'm grateful to have groups of friends where I would never even think in a thousand years that mm-hmm. they were talking about me the second I walked away from the table. Yep. I would say inherently, and I don't know if this is just a woman thing, like we do like to discuss people. <laughs> discuss. Like mm-hmm. and you could say that's gossiped, I guess, depending on what direction it takes. But, you know, it's interesting. It's I, like, like, <laughs> I like that. It's you could call it gossip, but we call it discussing. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. Yes, and at, yeah. some, at someone else's expense. Yes, and the I, word yeah. interesting. <laughs> I will say, when a woman uses the word interesting to describe something, that cuts hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not the best person in the world. I've repeated things for the sake of interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. And there it is, interesting. <laughs> dynamic conversation. <laughs> um, Guys, I'd like to unpack not, something yeah. with you that I think you'll find very interesting. <laughs> but so I, so during COVID, I started every Friday night. My girlfriends and I get together for a fire pit. We trade houses. We've been doing this for two and a half years now. Nice. Um, and there is definitely some discussions going on that would fall under the umbrella of gossip and probably things that are not kind to repeat. Mm-hmm. I look at it as like, and this maybe this is me making an excuse for my being a shitty person in this environment, <laughs> but, you know, we're just venting. It stays in the circle. You know, we're just getting shit out there. And I'm sure there's people in this town that are talking about me, mm-hmm. you know, not that I think I'm all that interesting, but I'm sure people have listened to maybe some episodes of this podcast and have thought that I'm maybe not the best person in the world or sure. I'm not funny or I'm dumb or I don't know. I'm sure they could be talking about me around a fire pit. I have no idea. That stuff comes from insecurity. Yes. The, the examples you brought up mm-hmm. because you're none of those things. So, but I can't imagine, like to your point, Mike, I can't imagine being at pickup, you know, and standing with my friends and whispering about another mom. Like that to me is just really shitty. All right. Last but not least, crushing your kids' childhood dreams. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. So, so so your kid is already, well, is still a child. mm -hmm. So it's just their dreams. 
True. That is true. It's just their dreams, which which is mm. it transcends childhood, childhood. dreams. It's, You're right. It's their. That's all they know. Yes. Right. Well, go ahead. I think that kids should learn that life isn't always fair at an early age. Mm-hmm. So uh, Avery stops I, believing. I like that. Yeah, why bother dreaming? Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> you can't be anything you want to be, kid. Yeah. Um, so Avery stopped believing in Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, all that jazz like a year ago. Okay. Um, she lost, a couple weeks ago, she lost a tooth. And it was her first tooth that she lost since she stopped believing in the Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. And so she just gave me her tooth. And, and asked and you for I, 20 bucks. Well, and so then, so <laughs> then like, the next morning, and she didn't put it under her pillow or anything like that. She gave it to me. Yep. And the next morning, she's like, there wasn't any money under my pillow. <laughs> I said, why are you expecting money under your pillow? And she said, I lost a tooth. And I said, well, you know, the tooth fairy is not real. And she said, I still want the money. Oh, yeah. And I said, That's not the way life works, honey. Yeah. And the sooner you realize it, the better off you'll be. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and wait till you wake up on Christmas morning and you don't have any presents (laughs) either. Seriously. But it was just funny to her that she, because she will continue to get presents, right, even though she knows Santa's not real. It it was funny to me that she assumed I was still going to, slip some cash under her pillow, even though she knows the tooth fairy yeah, is real. Yeah, she wants her cake. Jeez, do we need yeah. a warning before this segment or something for the people that are playing it in the car with the kids? Oh, yeah, Spoiler they're terrible alert. parents. Spoiler anyway. alert. Um, my kids uh, learned about this a little early in life. Mm-hmm. My son and daughter were playing. They were, like, dressing up in outfits and, like, superhero costumes and just playing. The boy next door is Muslim. That's pertinent to this story. I was planting a conical-shaped mm-hmm. tree for the purpose of wrapping lights around it, having like your outdoor Christmas tree. So anyway, I'm doing this and the boy from next door, he's like my little bud, right? He he sees Mr. Fink doing something, a project, and he wants to help out. So I hand him the shovel and he's digging and then I, we take turns. Meanwhile, his dad is listening to the song Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> and he's not sure where it's coming from. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking about the tree, and I'm talking about we're going to wrap Christmas lights around it and and that sort of thing. And the topic of Santa Claus comes up, and the Muslim boy says Santa Claus isn't real. And my son and daughter say, oh, yes, he is. And they had this awesome philosophical debate about Santa Claus from their own perspectives. I'm sitting here letting it ride. Yes. Like, I'm not interfering. And then, you know, they ask me and I'm like, well, it all depends on what you believe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but... But the Muslim boy, he had a much more fact-based uh, well, argument. Yes, exactly, he's correct. <laughs> yeah, he's correct. But also he was like poking so many holes in it. And my kids were just like, I'm not having it. It was the it was well, awesome. I love that they were engaged in a civilized debate mm-hmm. as children. Yeah. I think some adults could learn, learn a lesson from that. Yeah, that's the other thing. They they were just like, hey, you know, yeah. like you, you, you believe what you want to believe. I'll, I'll believe what I want to believe. And then they right. went off to go play when the Tree was was right. Planted. Then you go. You're stupid, and I'm not hanging out with you anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that was great. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So is I'm sorry. Are the mm-hmm. childhood dreams that we're speaking of uh, mythical creatures <laughs> that we're squashing? <laughs> oh, I was just referencing. Like she had or this like, expectation, and I killed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so because yeah. I, I thought like because as a kid, like in my in my head. I was going to grow up to be just like Joe Montana or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to reach that level of, and like, you know, I was confident in that through fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And then the realization was like, yeah, that's not, that's not going right. to be my 
my path. Oh, let's I did on this one. I really it, it grinds my gears when a parent or or a, someone in authority, like a teacher or something, tells a kid that they can be whatever they want. That is not the case. Like, Agreed. you know what? If every kid was told that they can be the president of the United States, uh, maybe eight of them will over time, right? But the other several million, mathematically impossible. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can be the president. Mm-hmm. An astronaut. We don't even have astronauts anymore. There's no one going into I'll, space, you know? Like, you look at your kids' skill sets. Like, I want to be an artist. Yeah. And then you look at their painting. You're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, um, maybe... Art isn't in your future. Like, right. you suck at painting. Like, just say it right to their face. You you can't paint. You're that's the shittiest. Find a new hobby. That is the shittiest painting I've ever seen. You will not be a painter. I'm not even. If you want to go to art school, you can pay for it yourself. Because I, I have no faith you're going to get. Is it just me who talks to my kid like that? <laughs> Scuttlebuds. We're going to go to a commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about buffoon dads. Park Street Books would like to say thank you to all of their customers. They know you have many shopping options and they appreciate you choosing Park Street Books and Toys. A great deal of thought and care goes into cultivating a wide selection of toys, gifts, crafts, and books. And the entire Park Street Books staff enjoys being on hand to help you choose the perfect gift or the next great read. They're also happy to make your life a little easier with their complimentary gift wrapping. As an independent local store, Park Street Books strive to keep their prices competitive. They don't have a corporation behind them to fund slashed prices, but they do deliver personal care. They strive to know their customers, and they enjoy giving back to the community. So support your local bookstore. Support Park Street Books. We're deep into the fall season, and by now you might have aerated your yard battled the leaves and gave your grass one last cut but wait you're not done not if you want beautiful curb appeal get a head start on the year ahead with lawn winterizer what is lawn winterizer you may ask it's the most important fertilizer of all fertilizers and why may you ask because winterizer helps the roots of the grass absorb and store vital nutrients before the roots stop growing after the ground freezes And what if you don't have time to do it yourself, you may ask? Boy, you have a lot of questions. Fortunately, Mario has all your answers. If you need to button up your property before the snow begins to fall, be sure to check out Mario's Lawn Care. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about um, the stereotypical... uh, dad that you see on TV and uh, I was thinking about this topic because a couple weeks ago there was a uh, there was a um, election for <laughs> the illustrious position of site council for an elementary school in our town and I felt like being on it and so I uh, put my hat in the in, no, I mean, I my hat in the ring. In the ring, yep. yeah. Is that is that a is that? It does the thing. It doesn't make sense, but that, let's go with it. I put my hat in the ring, and I thought, look, this is purely a popularity contest, nothing more. We're running for a position that is not issues based. It's just who do you want to win, right. you know? So I made a video, and I thought, who is on these committees? 
it's always moms. It's always the mom, right? Never a dad. Never, no dads get involved. But there's not really many stay-at-home dads either. I'm right. kind of an anomaly. And um, I thought, you know what? I'll make a video and it'll go viral and everyone will look at it. And I'll kind of play into the the trope that, you know, dads are, are knuckleheads. But but they're lovable knuckleheads. And, and at the end of the day, they figure it out, right? And I just kind of that was my message like hey dads should get involved too why is it always the moms like we should we should do our our part mm -hmm. and get involved so i was doing that and uh i wanted to reference a couple of these dads one of one of the funny things i, I did in the video was like i wanted to name off a couple of these dads and i'm saying they're buffoons but not me and then i walk into a tree as the camera keeps moving on so i, I was like oh, well who are some good dads and i looked them up and i came up with like george mcfly and and some others but while I was looking up these, I just Googled the names. I found all these, like, scholarly journal articles and and pop culture, like, magazine articles about the buffoon dads. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, there's a, people have done a deep dive on this. And I thought, let's talk about that. Because uh, as a dad who's a stay-at-home dad and um, left the career and struggled with that, it took me over a year to just ease the male ego into it's always it was always okay that my wife made more money than me but it didn't feel right that my wife was leaving to go to work and i'm gonna do some laundry mm -hmm. it was very weird and uh i can't say i warmed up to it too quickly it took me about a year to just kind of go you know what this is actually this is this is a blessing in disguise <laughs> now i love it this is the best <laughs> like my friends are like are you serious you know and I'd lo love talking to them about, like, what their day was like. And, and Rick's like, yeah, but I'm out of fabric softener right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I say I say things like that. When you guys... make it sound like I'm living the dream. but yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you go out to dinner with, with like, four or five guys, and, and they're talking about closing a deal or mm -hmm. the asshole in the office or whatever, and then I, I say something like that. Yeah. And just I'm, like, I'm you, running Rick. short on snuggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, so anyway, I thought let's let's talk about that. I want to know before mm -hmm. we get into all this, mm -hmm. who's your favorite TV dad, or who do you think is the most relatable? Either one. Oh, what's my it? favorite TV dad was Danny Tanner, mm. <laughs> uh, or Johnny Rose from Schitt's Creek. Mm. Mine is Phil Dunphy. <laughs> in fact, in fact, you know what? When I he makes me look in the mirror and go, am I okay? Because everything he does and says is exactly like on par with where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, you go, Phil. That's that's what you should do. That's the way it should be done. Like, I like your line of thinking, mm -hmm. Phil. And he's kind of like the goofball. Phil Dunphy is my favorite. And also, I like, again, I'm not a dad, but I feel like he would be the most relatable. Mm -hmm. And like... I love, well, like, when he cancels Christmas, but then, like, immediately, and, and Claire's like, you can't do, but that's such a dad move to be, like, to do something definitive that there's no way you can back that up. Mm -hmm. And then the second anything is done to steer it in the right direction, he's just like, it's back on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. I know. I missed the boat on Modern Parenting or whatever. What, modern, modern, modern Family. Modern Sorry, family. Modern Family. Yeah. Um, I think I saw two episodes on an airplane once when I was traveling for business, and I, like, so regret never getting into that show. Yeah. Check it out. I think yeah. you would like it. We're talking about something so so trivial, right? Like the, the trope of the dad on the sitcom, right? But it really gets examined and studied and researched yes. by by people in college in their ivory towers that, that justify their super brilliance. And this is where they 
burn their calories, and it makes me laugh. I think you mean professors in college, because the people in college are usually the students who live in crappy dorms, not ivory towers. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> There's a there's an organization called the National Communication Association, and what they do is they advance communication as the discipline that studies all forms, modes, media, and consequences of communication through humanistic, social, scientific, and aesthetic inquiry. It's a lot of big words. Yeah. All right. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is this is their mission statement. Right. Right. And I'll just read the first sentence here. NCA serves the scholars, teachers, and practitioners who are its members by enabling and supporting their professional interests in research and teaching. It's a lot of ballyhoo and bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. right? So, so it gets better. So <laughs> this article, it was uh, written by... Whoops. What bumbling dads. <laughs> I just knocked over what are you talking about? Erica Schrerer is a professor of communication at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. This article is called Why Are Sitcom Dads Still Such Doofuses? Sitcom audiences more often than not are still being encouraged to laugh at dads parenting missteps and mistakes. I would say the reason that that's a successful format of a TV show is because everybody can relate to the bumbling dad that screws things up. Like, yeah, no kidding. TV dads are dumb because dads are dumb. I would Even also- when they teach you great things, <laughs> a, a lot of the valuable lessons I got from mm-hmm. my dad were mm-hmm. watching him mess up. And there's a reason that when an expletive leaves my mouth, I say it in exactly the way my dad said it. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you learn. I would also say... you can't probably have it the other way around where the mom is a bumbling fool because it would be considered, you know, oppressive to women or it would, you know, a bumbling dad is one thing. A bumbling mom is going to have her kids taken away. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah. that's, that's sort of the stereotype that exists that we're supposed to have it all together or we're a bad, a bad parent. Yeah. You, you set this up pretty good, but I, I think we can just shit on this article mm-hmm. because my, my point what, where I want to land is this professor who spends a lot of um, money and time researching nonsense, right? <laughs> clearly does not have a sense of humor as a dad. I think this is hilarious. Am I offended? No, no. Cause it's funny. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> right. This is from Homer Simpson to Phil Dunphy. Sitcom dads have long been known for being bumbling and inept. But it wasn't always this way. Back in the 1950s and 1960s, sitcom dads tended to be serious, calm and wise, Mm. if a bit detached. In a shift that media scholars, I underlined that, media scholars. Yeah, wrap your head around that. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I feel like I'm a bigger contributor to society (laughs) than the media scholar. What What a blowhard. Uh, They've documented only in later decades did fathers start becoming foolish and incompetent. Fictional entertainment can shape our views of ourselves and others to appeal to broad audiences. Sitcoms often rely on the shorthand assumption that form the basis of stereotypes. So she's going to go into this big, giant paper about how this is oppressive. I'm supposed to be offended. I think she's trying to get me to think, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but I think yeah. you have to look at the evolution, like going back to your point, like the 50s and 60s, like the leave it to beavers, you know, that was a reflection of the time where the dad 
and it's- went to work. The mom stayed home. The dad came home, and and dinner was on the table, and the kids and were it's clean. Painting and painting America as this utopia that's not correct. Russia. Ex- exactly. Like- and, and the dad made all the decisions, and the mom was just there to make sure the house and the kids were taken care Post- of. Liz, are we media scholars? Yes. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> I think we Wait. are. <laughs> Move your tassel to the other side. We graduated. Oh, yeah. but, but as, you know, women started entering the workforce and cultural dynamics shifted, I think that the, the media, the portrayal of the family in media and on TV changed. Like if you go um, family ties to working parents. So like I think that was a reflection of where we were in society. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're at a point where I think. I think that these types of situations do continue to reinforce gender stereotypes where the dad's a bumbling idiot and the mom, you know, she, the weapon, going back to weaponized incompetence, my favorite phrase, like she's the one that's better suited to take care of everything house related, child related, whatever. Yeah. We've talked about this, Liz, where uh, you're, you were complaining about filling out forms and I'm Mm -hmm. like, like, what are these forms you speak of? (laughs) I have no idea. I've never yeah. seen them. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, there's some things that just you're going to be better at it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, and we're just going to do. And that's not a sexist thing. That's nope. And it's it's not wrong of me to just assume my wife has the forms. And it's not wrong of her to assume I'm going to do certain things. Right. Like, like, uh, like I had mess a, up the forms right. if you get in <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> no, I... Uh, she, she 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 gives me the stereotypical man jobs, and she does yeah. that stereotypical honeydew list. It's always anything that involves tools, I'm on it. I had to fix mm-hmm. a door outside. I had to, like, fix a latch, a door, I had to drill, I had to cut. I got to use my Dremel mic. It was pretty sweet. That is you know? sweet. When you <laughs> fixed the door, mm-hmm. did you make a proclamation when you reentered the house about how you fixed it? <laughs> No, actually. Really? No. And nothing was said? You just went back in and nothing? But funny you say that because this morning she asked for a follow-up she, a status report. So, so how are we doing with the door out there? And you know what was great? When she asks that kind of question in that tone. She's she, expecting you to she, fail. She's, yeah. she's teeing you up for failure. Yep. And I know that. Right. She what she's thinking she's doing is reminding me in the form of a mm. question, which is... That's passive throw, aggressive. Throwing shade. Yeah. So, so Rick I, was like, I already took care of it yesterday. And then immediately put added a reminder in his phone, fix door when <laughs> Leslie yeah. goes out. No, I don't bluff like that. I said, uh, no, it's all done. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, it's locked right now. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I find that we have our roles, you know. Mm. And, oh, yeah. And it's okay. And I think that the buffoon thing is just, you know what that is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on this woman who wants me to be offended. And I'm going to say no. A, I have a sense of humor. B, I understand that uh, the roles have equaled out. Yep. Right? So so the dad from the 1960s, you know, Leave it to Beaver, right? That dad, whatever his name was. Ward Cleaver. Ward Cleaver, right? <laughs> that guy, he can now kick back and, and goof off a little bit. Yep. Because his wife works too, and he doesn't have to bear the pressure of doing all the the supporting mm-hmm. right and and he's got some free time now because the the roles have there's an equilibrium yes. that's been reached this is a good problem to have it's a good problem when your dad is kind of a goofball <laughs> can i just read the, the i'm not going to get too into the, the, the um the study but listen to how douchey <laughs> yeah, we can tell what do you want page 17 no i, 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 I just fast forward i'm this just gonna, an online article look at this <laughs> 
No, no, it's a scholarly paper. I oh, think yeah, you spend right. more time shitting on academia than. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, this just got me. I was just laughing. Like this person needs to get a life. Like have a sense of humor. You, you know what he you said should... as he read page twelve. <laughs> In our new study, we wanted to focus on sitcom dads' interactions with their children, given how fatherhood has changed in American culture. We used what's called quantitative content analysis, a common research method in communication studies. Who is paying this person? Who is paying this person? For our study, we identified 34 top-rated family-centered sitcoms that aired from 1980 to 2017 and randomly selected two episodes from each. Well, I hope they're not including Charles in charge or who's the boss oh. because they weren't even actual dads. <laughs> so cross those off. Anyway, I went down the wormhole mm-hmm. looking at buffoon dads on the internet. I thought it would be a fun thing. As a dad, I I embrace I embrace it. I get a kick out of it. I identify with it and all my friends are you know because we are so comfortable in our skin. We are cool with it. We are okay. We know that we're good guys. We get shit done. We do what we have to do. We also realize that uh, we oftentimes overlook things that we don't deem as important. And maybe that's where the, the, the room for the tropes to come in. But under no uncertain terms, should any dad be offended by right. any of these things? Well, and it's funny. And like, like you said, you can see part of yourselves in some of these characters sometimes. And I can see part of myself in some of the, the mother or wife characters and in, mm-hmm. in, I'll roll my eyes and be like, Oh my God, I totally do that. You know? Yep. And you have this self-awareness moment, but at the end of the day, it's funny. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, we have to get going. And Mike, since you come out here from Salem, I thought we'd make it worth your while to hang out. So we're going to do a little fire pit. And Sweet. I, I got you, uh, some Kentucky straight bourbon, right? I will not turn down. And you can you can <laughs> sip on that while we have a cigar. Sweet. Aww. And Liz, not to leave you out, um, I didn't just get two cigars. Now, I'm sure you have mom things to I go do. do. I, have to, I have pork chops brining right now, so oh. I'm going to go home and make dinner. You okay. don't want to have a mom stogie? Because <laughs> I noticed that one of them that he got is the lady edition, and you can tell because it's uh, gender stereotyped. It's wrapped in pink, pink? leaves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. when Bic tried to release that oh, lady pen. pen. Yes. What a, oh, God. Oh. All right. Well, and my- then they were blown away that it failed. <laughs> What? You women don't want a pen just for you? Look, it's it's a pen, but it's pink. Right. Okay. Oh, and I got this little poker thing. Wow, hey. Can't wait to go smoke them. All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. What did we learn today? Rick loves Thanksgiving because one time Emmanuel Lewis waved to Rick. <laughs> uh, his turtle. whole life has been downhill ever since. Uh, Thanksgiving is wildly overrated, but Rick loves it anyway. TV dads are dumb, but that's just because dads are dumb. So men... Embrace your role. You're the idiot, and that's fine. Anything else? What no. else did we learn? That's we very, didn't really learn anything. That's no, very poetic. That's all right. Oh, we and don't, don't be afraid have... to crush your kids' dreams. You know, not everything that your kid thinks is is uh, a brilliant philosophical thing. Sometimes their refrigerator art even sucks, and that's okay. Uh, just steer them in the right direction of the thing that they are good at. We also learned that media scholars are real. It's a real thing. People do this. They watch television and they get paid to... So don't crush your kids' dreams because they really can be anything. You can make a job out of anything. Right? We did learn something. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear... Go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, 
Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.